Hello and welcome to Weary Dads. I'm your host, PJ Weary, with my co-host. And this is Dad, and today's episode is not brought to you by Readers.com. <laughs> Readers.com is a phenomenal company that provides great deals on glasses for those of us that are aging. And the reason it's not brought is they don't support us. And I just got, I went from 1.5s to 2.0s. Ah. Uh, yeah. And I, I decided to take that jump. Your mom's just, and now if I put one fives on, I can't see a thing. I can't even read this here. I've now trained my eyes. Uh, <laughs> next week I'll be doing it on um, eye patches or something. Uh, but readers.com, they don't support us, but we wish they would. Yeah. You're going to have to go with Elon Musk's uh, implants. You know, they're starting to do the. Wow. Yeah. The whole cybernetic. They, you're going to go straight they, ghost in the shell. Oh, okay. I thought they implanted like electric cars into your eyes. I, Cause that's all I know about Elon Musk. That oh, and yeah. he's been on the moon. Or he sent somebody to the moon or he shot something in space. It's just space. But you know, I mean, the moon. Well, there's a space the between thing. my ears right now on this subject. So, <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, this is a continuation of a four part series. Uh, we're going to do part three today um, on seven things that John Wooden's dad wrote in a letter to him and gave him when he graduated elementary school. No, I, I think he when he moved off and went to college, but I got I, it. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I did not. Uh, that was something I saw in passing and I'm sure John Wooden is the stuff of legend. So there's a lot of folklore around it. So I saw that randomly somewhere. Would not be surprised to find out someone. Oh, I, or, made and that I up. could be wrong, but I think that's what it was. Uh, so past principles, be true to yourself, help others. Those two were the first episode. Yep. Make each day your masterpiece. Love that one. My favorite. Drink deeply of good books, especially the Bible. And that's what we covered in the second episode. Yeah, both of those are really spectacular. And, uh, and we did talk about this, and I find it funny that there are seven principles per se, but the seventh one definitely feels like two. So yep. we're going to cover that in a fourth one. But today we're going to talk about make friendship a fine art and build a shelter against a rainy day. Okay, that's really good, huh? Yes. Uh, I love the make friendship a fine art. Um, the more I've dwelt on that, the more I've liked it. Uh, probably part of that is I've done a lot of work in uh, philosophy of art. So um, it's amazing how many principles do transfer. Yeah. You know, um, one thing that's interesting is you always create art for an audience. Even if you just create it for your own appreciation, you are your own audience. And most people don't. Most people create it with the idea of someone else seeing it. Right. And so, like, you always create with someone else in mind. You know what I mean? Even if it's your, your future self. But um, uh, I think with friendship, that's, that's a, a big deal that you keep the other person in mind. And, uh, and then how contextual art is. Like how, like, how you create art and why you create art and what that art ends up being is very dependent on where and how why it's created like who it's created for and the time and i mean uh i've you know i'm only 33 and even as i look at that uh i've had several different friendships and different kinds of friendships depending on context yeah so i right away go to the very like uh grit of god's word and mm. you know a companion of fools shall be destroyed uh, so here's his dad saying to him, listen, you're fr making friendships a big deal. Yeah. And then he's also, I think, a Proverbs 27, verses 5 and 6, where it says, open rebuke is better than secret love. Faithful 
Verse six are, are the wounds of a friend. So he said, make sure you have good people around you because yeah. we, you know, we don't grow by hearing what we want to hear. We grow by people uh, taking us to another level. And then uh, I think it's verse 14 of 27 that says, beware of the guy that uh, rises in the morning blessing. Like, yes. oh, you're the, all the, like the person that seems like they are your friend, but they're looking for something. Pure flattery. Yeah. yeah. And so I think all this, and it is a fine art because it's not a science because you're, you're dealing mm. with different personalities, different personality types, different people, different backgrounds, different communities. Yeah. And so you, you, you know, I think that's some of the things like some people say coaching or uh, whatever you do for a living. It's not always a science. There's an art yes. to this. Like it is fluid and friendships are fluid. And um, people you think sometimes are deep or good friends, you'll find out when open rebuke mm. occurs or faith or there are wounds that you uh you will have people that don't want that part of the friendship but that's what a good friend does um and so you know and pj as i we were getting ready to start this i thought of this yeah you know uh, about that his dad did this yeah his dad took the time to do this his dad thought through what he was doing and he knew that he wasn't always going to be there and so it's very very important mm. as a father to look and say, hey, I'm not going to be there. I'm concerned or I care about the people that are going to be in your corner or you're, who you're going to have in a corner. Make sure you are wise in choosing who you put stock in and who you put your confidence in. The importance of, I just think this is phenomenal teaching. Yes, absolutely. A um, couple things you mentioned that are really good. You, you did talk about how like uh, friendship is fluid and it changes. Uh, can you think of uh, any times where you had a friend and then they showed up in a different context and that ended up changing your friendship because of the way you saw them in a new light? Yeah. Um, doesn't have to be negative. I realize that almost sounds like I'm leading you into that, but. I think we have a tendency with our friends to give them more rope. And what mm -hmm. I mean by that is it's not that we have enemies, but there are people that we are not close to. We are very quick to make a judgment, but when you have a friend, you give them more rope. And I think then what you do is by giving them more rope, you allow them to make a few mistakes and see how they respond to that. If they'll come back to truth or whatever that may be. Uh, I have had some friendships. Um, I've had numerous friendships that have still stayed solid. And there were times we weren't as close or um, we may even agree to disagree on something. And that's really a good friendship because, you know. <laughs> well, you're never going to agree on everything. Of course. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, if you want specific examples, it would be hard for me to do that. Um, first of all, because I'd have to really gauge one and think to it. And then the other, and I would just hate to slip and say somebody's name. Yeah. But I'm you want very, to be tasteful about it. You're yeah, <laughs> right, right. But I'm very, just very. one time. I yeah. will tell you this. One of the best things that ever happened to me is. Is uh, when I became a believer when I was 15, I then, um, I, I, and I'm really careful I say this, I, I got a couple people that were my friends, and uh, there were some previous friends that I kind of separated from. And when I say friends, they were acquaintances, they were guys I hung out with. They weren't friends, they were, they were just concerned about having fun all the time. So now I'm drawing uh, a different um, level of friend, a different, from a different pool of believers. And when I was in college, 
I'm sorry, high school, my last few years of high school and then college, I met a couple of guys, especially one. And we're still friends to this day. If he was ever to listen to this podcast, he knows exactly what I'm talking, who I'm talking about. We still stay in contact more by text and so forth. We are not, and I'm really careful. I say this needy guys where we have to have that friendship. It's just been there. And there was a time where, and, and I didn't know this when I was a junior high school, I had now been a believer about a year and a half. And he was probably going through some struggles spiritually. And some of the other guys that he were, was an acquaintance with were going a different direction than I was. At that point, I was like, I'm going to do what God would have me do. And I, I never judged him for it. And he said to me one time, you stayed my friend even in the midst of that. And I was like, well, that's just what you do. Now, that's how my sound self-effacing. And by the way, when people don't agree with what I do or live a lifestyle contrary to mine, doesn't mean I can't be somebody's friend. Okay. They're just not going to be a good friend. And I think that's the fine art. Like you still, uh, he that hath friends must show himself what friendly. That's what Proverbs says. So I'm going to be friendly, yeah. I mean, kind of, but there is this thing in the inner circle, Peter, James, and John, you know, yeah. they, they're, they're tighter. Did that make sense? Did I just ramble there for a bit? And- no, I thought it was good. I, I, um, you know, even as you're saying that, I, I, uh, just to add that you can't have common action without common ground. And so the more common ground you have, yeah. the easier it is going to work together, right? Like, I mean, if, you, if you're if you constantly disagreeing, um, you, even some of like the classic, like, uh, you know, I've, 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 I, in my YouTube recommendations, I have strange YouTube recommendations, but I get philosophers debating and people look at that and they're like, they couldn't be more opposite. And I'm like, sort of, but they're both philosophers. They both really value good argumentation and certain ways of speaking and so what looks like this intense disagreement is actually built on this mutual respect and I think common that's set a big of rules thing. and and that this big with friendship people are like oh how could he not be good friends with someone who's really different from him it's like it's not that it's like there's only so much you can do you know if someone's like man i really like doing cocaine i'm like that's great but we're probably not going to hang out on friday night like <laughs> no right I, well i'm glad you know? to know that Okay. But I think it's interesting you say it because one of my friends in college basketball is a total opposite of who I am. Right. And, but he's not total opposite. He's yeah. very uh, conservative and he thinks through things and he's going to try to do the right thing. But for what him, him is right is different than mine. So, yeah. he, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing that uh, I really liked about this, I just did an interview with Anna Rubenkam, who is a master stone cutter okay. in London. And one of the things that uh, she talked about a lot that was uh, what I really took away from what, what she was talking about, which she creates is gorgeous. She, she does uh, sculpting in stone and she does a lot of uh, restoration work, but she also makes statues and it's unbelievable, right? So when you talk about Friendship is a fine art, you know, obviously my mind's going to go there. And she said one of the most frustrating things is that when she talks to people, people want to romanticize what she does. Like literally she had like, <laughs> she had like this uh, student film crew come in and they're like, so like when you have a breakup, do you like hate carve that person, effigies that person for like months afterwards, you just keep making their face over and over again? She's like, no, it's like, it's really hard work and really expensive. Like, <laughs> that's and and what people don't realize, like, I mean, especially for what she does, like stone cutting, like if you look at pictures of her, she's normally wearing like a, a breathing mask sure, and she's surrounded by dust clouds uh, with power tools. Right. And then she does like the fine work later on. 
but like most of it is like it's physically rigorous yeah, it's like grunt work and it's and it goes on forever and even when you look at drawing like there's like to get to where you need to be it's like well that drawing took you 20 minutes it's like no it took years to be able to do it in 20 minutes and so when you look at uh making friendship a fine art there's that idea of practice and that growth mindset that it's a lot of hard work and you have to constantly be like i'm gonna make friendship um a skill you know it's a skill it's something like i am going to think about my friendships i'm not just going to be like hey i go meet this guy and you know people flow in they float out of my life and then you wake up after 20 years and you're like, I don't have any real connections. So he that had friends must show himself friendly. That's really interesting. And then you just started talking about it from that art standpoint. And then it ties into being a friend is hard work. Yeah. It's being there when they are, are need when you are needed. It's being uh, able to step away when you should step away and let them walk through life and not mm-hmm. uh, demand uh, their time or yeah. a, a certain process that you think they should follow through on. I think that's really good, PJ. Listen, this is all good. And I think he's saying to his son, this is hard. Mm. It's hard work and make an art of it because the truth is we do need community. And I've heard people say, I hate that word. I'm so sick of hearing community in right, the church. Right, 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 right. We need just the Bible. And and yes, but it can be a buzzword. Yeah. But, but right. But the Bible is full <laughs> of community. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, fellowship. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's hard to avoid buzzwords, right? Well, like, well, let's, let's go like the disciples. There was a community there. Mm. And by the way, some of that community fell off. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. Then, then, the, then you look at Acts chapter four, the end of that chapter where it's just, they were in fellowship. They were breaking in bread. As you said, there's this community and they're doing some things that are hard. They're making all things common. This isn't mm. communism. This is, we're going to serve one another. If somebody's got a need, we're going to help them. Yeah. We're going to be the church. Yeah. That's what the church is supposed to do. So really interesting. And, you know, and by the way, I, I, I've encouraged somebody who was looking for friends. I said, listen, one of the best things you can do is join a church, get in a community for people of the, of the like mindedness and of the same foundation. Yeah. You know, so I, I just want to, if I could finish this last thought, I know we need to move on to yeah. build the shelter against a rainy day, but something that I've seen you practice, obviously, because then I've also uh, heard you say it explicitly, is uh, you talking about how pe- you know, people are inconvenient. Like you talk about parenting and like, I never want to talk at convenient times. You know, like sometimes you just have to listen even when it's inconvenient. And so even when you're talking, I, this goes back to what you're saying earlier about being there when people need you, people rarely need you when it's convenient for you. I'm uh, almost afraid to give this illustration, um, but, but this is really probably a good way to put this. So when I worked at in Farmington Avenue, um, I was the youth pastor there and I worked at the school. Every once a week, there was a study hall. I would sit in that study hall and just talk to the kids. It was out in the middle of the area and, and uh, and I hope he hears this. A good friend of mine, Pastor Mike Keelan, um, said he would walk by sometimes and be frustrated. It's like, doesn't he have anything better to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm being really respectful because I understood, you know, and there were, there were things I probably could have been doing. And then he said the year after I left, they would have staff meeting and uh, Pastor Jones, some of the others would say, what's going on with the kids? I don't know. And he said, Pastor Heelan said, I don't know. I used to know all of it because coach would know everything because he spent time 
with kids. And I used to get frustrated watching him do it, but now I recognize that's how he headed things off before they became a problem. Now, I say that not in a bragging way, but people cannot be the inconvenience. Life is about people. Yeah. Yeah. That, so, so like how you, if you know people, you can serve them and help them. And it's the same thing. And I, I'm not sure if that correlates exactly with making it a fine art, but people are a fine art. So I think if you're going to build, and by the way, it's easier as a friend to have open rebuke and faithful ones. In other words, you make the deposits before you make what? The withdrawals. Yeah. You, you know, you can't go to the bank and take out a, a hundred thousand dollars if you only got a thousand in there. Yeah. They're just not going to do that. Yeah. I try, or you I've tried. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to you, you can, but then you have to repay with interest. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. You know, I mean, like, I, have you ever started off a relationship <laughs> asking for a favor? Listen, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've done that. Me. I've started off relationships asking with a favor, and I always like if you do that, you gotta make sure it's like, hey, this is not normal. Let me make it up to you, because <laughs> right. you can't just start off with like, hey, I'd like a hundred thousand dollars, please. You know, I mean, that's probably not the best example, anyways. I don't know but it's a bad one. <laughs> the the fact is, there's interest. There is a payback. Yes, absolutely. Um, next, uh, the the next principle before we kind of wrap up this episode: build a shelter against a rainy day. One, I love rainy days, and hmm. I think, you know, I like playing out in the rain, but I like coming in from the rain. Um, something I like to do with my boys. I have memories of you playing out in the rain with me. I don't know if you remember doing that. <laughs> no. In Florida. Um, so um, it's fun to play out in the rain, uh, but only if you're able to go in out of the rain. If you're, if you're stuck out in the rain and you can't ever go inside, like a, the best part of a rainy day is laying in your bed and like rolling over in the pillow and being like, I am cozy. <laughs> the most miserable thing that you can do if you're camping <laughs> is get stuck in a tent during a rainy day and you haven't built or dug around a, like a little canal. Like we my I remember my dad teaching me that you go and you dig a, like a, a V canal all the way around yeah. and you lead it to the lowest part. You have a drain out there. And I only say that because you, you don't always have time to do that. We were on an out west mission trip, and I remember getting stuck, and it was raining. It wasn't getting in the tent, but it, but it, the storm was so bad, we had to go out and try to secure the tent. Now you're wet, and you get back in the tent, and you might even have the rainy, you know, the ability to um, get back inside. But it's now it's not a secure place. It's not a place of what's the term actually right there we're looking at cozy like, or yeah you're just saying shelter. Build, build that shelter it's, yeah, it's the yeah. shelter's <laughs> no good. we actually had to sleep on the bus and it is miserable it's just miserable um last oh, night that was we, like a tornado or well that hurricane was really weather a storm, or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't want to go deep in that story uh and if anybody from that trip is listening they will smile or they may be laughing um i think last night we had a huge storm mm come through here in Florida and around, uh, it, it, I mean, it rained and stormed pretty good. We had a tornado warning. Um, fortunately nothing happened, but around one o'clock it really started raining cats and dogs here yeah. last night. And I actually went outside just to look at it. Um, and to be able to climb in to a bed and, you know, warm up and know that that's going on out there. And people don't prepare. Listen, 
Storms will come. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just a reality of life. People don't like that, but storms will come. And if you read the Psalms, David talks about Christ being the cleft of the rock. In other words, a place away from the storms. There's, you better have a shelter. And that would even include, you know, right away my mind goes to, you better be ready because at any moment things could change and you better have uh, some preparation for that future so you have a shelter. Your thoughts, because your mind, yeah. I can see, is racing. No, I, it's uh, just going along with that. And it's funny, there's so much good in the Bible about that. And what really made that stick in my young brain was reading Jurassic Park. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he talked about chaos theory, and it just like kind of lit my mind up with, oh, one of the weird things that humans do is they just kind of expect things to continue as they are. But one of the truest things about life is that things change. And so... Uh, we always look at when something big happens and we're like, who could have seen that coming? And it's like, you may not know what the big thing is, but if there's anything we know about life. It's that the, that something big is going to eventually come. That's going to change your life. Right? Like I, you know, there, there's going to be, you know, your car's going to break down at some point or you're like, you're like, Oh, how could this bad thing happen at this moment? And it's like, Bad things are going to happen. Good things are going to happen. Live in a broken world. Yeah. Well, in in but it can also good things are going to happen. Like yeah, no it's, we have this idea that like you know we just kind of like we're just going through life on like this steady plane, but really it's a series oh, of yeah. peaks and valleys. So when you're mountains building, and valleys, that's what David calls it. Like we we are literally living in um uh, with a great principle from Joseph, right? Like if I have seven years of plenty, that's not party time. That's preparation time. That's that for the so seven important. years, the seven years of famine. Right. And that's like, um, and so one of the things that Becky Sue and, you know, we talk a lot about balance on here. I think that's because it's something that I, uh, have been working on a lot and, uh, getting a business off the ground, it takes sacrifice. And one of the things that I've just really struggled with is I've kind of forgotten how to rest. And so one of the things I've just been trying to do is just like, I'm only doing the bare minimum I need to do to keep moving forward. So I can just remember what it's like not to just be busy all the time because it's not, it's not healthy. And, but that's all part of like, I literally just got used to doing what I was doing. And then finally, like my, my health was like giving out. I was just tired. Right. And so you like, look at this and you're like, well, as long as it keeps going, it keeps going. It's like, it's the same thing with like the housing market in 2008, like the housing market kept going up and they were just looking at it and they're like, well, as long as this keeps going, then this whole system will work. And it's like, well, what happens if it dips? Like, well, we didn't think about that. Well, I think well, some guys did, but this, <laughs> this, this might be really apropos for today because uh. the way things are going there, the way things are going, you know, whatever it may be, you know, nobody expected gas to go up like it has nobody, but it's, these things are going to occur, especially if there, there are things that no one three years ago expected our economy to take a, dip and it was doing really well it took a right. dip because of a very small thing yes yes <laughs> that nobody can see yeah became the world's biggest challenge and that's covid right and there was a rainy day and yeah. guys some people didn't build for a shelter you know one of the best things about that is when i i right away i had a number of people reach out hey are you okay mm. um in regards to support and so forth because you know we're missionaries the best way to put it you know after we never took a a blip, but 
we, our office had talked about what, how we would handle that, what we would yeah. need to do, cut back on whatever. You've got to be ready for a rainy day. They're going to occur. You got to be ready for challenges. They will come. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, there's just, uh, it's a huge principle that I think is sometimes overlooked. So you need moments of rest, but also just recognizing there are times to times to work. Right. So, and I, and I want to be, you know, some people are like, I don't have time to, to think about the future. I'm hand to mouth. Right. And so you always have to be very, I feel personally, I always want to be very sensitive to the nuances of every person's situation. Some people are hand to mouth are doing that to themselves because they're always buying the newest of everything. And some people are truly hand to mouth yep. and you talk to them and you're like, I don't know how you make it. Right. So if you're talking about making a shelter on a rainy day, like if you're being chased by a bear, not a good time to stop and make a shelter. <laughs> right. If you're uh, actually what I have written down here is because I just saw this. I think it was in like Finn's work or something like that. The grasshopper and the ant. Yeah. If you spend the whole summer singing and not gathering food, which if you know that that Aesop's fable. Yep. Like. And then winter comes and you're like, oh, I don't have any food. That's on you. And so if you're in the midst of a good life and some of that is just having the wisdom and the, the self-awareness to be like, I actually have a pretty good here. You know, I like, there's so many people like, man, my life is so tough. And I look at it and I'm like, sorry, not, not really. <laughs> like you definitely have time to build a shelter. No right? question. So one of the things that I think of right away, if things were to go south for us. Yeah. And when I mean that, like your business might not do as well. Sure. Uh, something would change with nations of coaches. Sure. We would have to take a less of a salary or whatever. We both could make it. Yeah. We made this decision to. That's part of the reason together, we made this decision. Right? Like, and we would get, we, we would have a shelter for a rainy day. And that's very folks for out there. We're not telling you that's what you ought to do, but that's very comforting and securing. One of the guys I just got off the phone with, has done extremely well financially. And here's the crazy thing, folks. He's lived in the same house for 30 years. Mm. I am telling you, he lives in the Orlando area. He could have bought something on water. Yeah. He could have spent, he, he probably easily could have bought a $2 million house. Yeah. I don't know that. I wouldn't ask him that, but he is, <laughs> he's lived, he's got a nice home with a pool, yeah. but he's for 30 years, he stayed in the same house. Yeah. Cause he invested in something other than that. He invested in people. And mm. so he's made friendship a fine art. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, built yeah, yeah. for a uh, a shelter for a rainy day. So really good, awesome. Any last thoughts for our listeners? Yeah, folks, I want you all to know that we care, um, and I don't want you to think we're sitting in judgment. And obviously, the crazy thing is those these are not scripture, aka uh, chapter and verse. There's so many truths here that I think you can grab onto. And take it to scripture, a.k.a. Uh, the fr uh, friendship, open rebuke, secret love, faithful to wounds of friends. Mm. Um, and then, you know, all throughout the scripture, the greatest shelter we have is Christ, our solid rock. And it is a serious uh, gifting that we've been given that we can, we have a foundation and a shelter all in one. So that'd be my encouragement. And it's a great one, uh, especially, you know, if, if you're listening today and we helped you take one more step on your spiritual journey. Yeah. Please like, share, subscribe. So somebody else can take that step too. I mean, that's just, that's our goal. I love that you put it that way is that we're not here to, to really judge or condemn. I know some things we might say might hurt 
but that's because we're we're doing our best to be an encouragement. Speak the truth. And, yeah, and to help. Click the button. <laughs> Click the button. Hey, have a great day. Thank you so much. Love you, PJ. Love you.